Welcome to the Young Woman Podcast. This is a podcast for ambitious young women. I'm your host, Elise O'Halloran, and this episode is in collaboration with Ice House Ventures, a venture capital firm backing Kiwi founders with unique insights building global companies. In this series, we are speaking to brave and innovative female founders and investors, sharing their success stories, ambitions, learnings, and advice, leaving you ready and inspired to achieve your big dreams and goals, whatever they are. In today's episode, I am joined by Brittany Gribben. Brittany is the COO and co-founder of Archipro, which is an online platform redefining the $30 billion architecture and building industry in New Zealand and beyond. Thanks so much for joining us today, Brittany, and I am really looking forward to our chat. And I think that determination is critical to success. So don't let doubts and naysayers get in your way, but do set yourself up from the start, just in case. Today I'm joined by Brittany Gribben. Brittany is the COO and co-founder of Archipro, which is an online platform redefining the $30 billion architecture and building industry in New Zealand and beyond. Thank you so much for joining us today, Brittany. Thanks. So first off, I understand that you started Archipro in 2014. Fast forward to today and Archipro has received millions in investment and is a trusted platform in the building and architectural industry. Can you take us back to the start in 2014 and talk us through how you launched and started the business? Uh, yeah, sure. So uh, late 2013, we were completely um, renovating a home that we we're intending on making our family home. Um, it was our fourth renovation and we'd been hopping from home to home as we renovated them, but decided that we wanted to settle into a family home to raise our one-year-old daughter. Um, and we'd been struggling through our renovation in terms of untrustworthy tradespeople um, trying to do it ourselves instead of hiring an architect or a project manager, um, and then obviously blowing out on the budget as well. Um, and the renovation was actually a lot bigger than the others that we'd done to date, and we'd basically underestimated the job. Um, and Malot and I had good jobs, but we were starting to get itchy feet that there had to be more to life than um, just a nine to five for us. Um, and our current jobs were within the building industry. So we had a fair idea on how the industry worked, but um, we really wondered how other people from that weren't in the industry, how they were coping with um, building projects because we had a pretty fair understanding um, and even we were struggling. So imagine people who literally had no concept of the building process whatsoever from start to finish. Um, and so that's where the idea sparked uh, to create something for people who were embarking on their building journey to help guide them through their building project from concept to completion. Um, and while the initial idea on what the business would be is actually very far from what it is now, we decided that the only way that it would work for us was to go all, um, all in. Um, there was no point in us uh, just dipping our toes in. We, um, to, like having a side hustle um, while still trying to hold down jobs that just wasn't really kind of on the cards for us. So it was all in or don't bother. 
Um, and so I had also just found out that I was pregnant with our second daughter and um, was getting really sick from daycare germs that she was bringing home. Um, sorry, that our first daughter was bringing home. So we decided to quit work. We finished the house, put it up for sale, and then started developing the idea on what the business would look like. Um, so we'd go for these big, long push chair walks and would take a diary with us and jot down ideas as we walked. Um, we've still got the notebook, and it's interesting to read back through the notes to see the evolution of the business um, over the jo those kind of first initial few months. Um, and then in 2014, Malot quit his job and we purchased a two-bedroom unit that had a self-contained flat underneath and we lived off the proceeds of the house sale and bootstrapped the company. Um, and our dining table became HQ and Archipro was born. And then um, once it became more than Malot and I in the business, we um, had to move the business to the downstairs flat and that was HQ for the first three and a half years um, and it wasn't until we had to hire our fifth team member that we decided that we didn't have any more room and um, hiring was going to be a bit tricky if we we're saying come work in our basement so we decided to get our um, first office space and that was in Parnell in Auckland um, and so we bootstrapped for the first four years before we took on seed investment of two million. That's incredible Brittany and um, you're now the COO of Archipro. Is being a COO of your own company something you knew you always wanted to do or have you grown into this role? Um, at high school, I had ambitions of owning my own real estate agency. Property's always been something I was interested in, um, but advice from my mum was that I had to go get a degree first, and then I could decide if I still wanted to become a, a real estate agent after that. Um, so I did a business degree and majored in valuation and property management, and actually looking back, that was great advice, and um, it turns out it's also been quite relevant to Archipro. Um, so starting a business from scratch means you're involved in all aspects of the business. So naturally, as the business has grown, operations have had to grow too. And with that growth, I've grown into the role and definitely still growing. I can imagine it's um, amazing that you've started it from like what it was in 2014 like, all the way to now. I can imagine it's just um, such a journey getting to that point now as well. Mm, we've got over 100 staff now too. It's amazing. And Archipro is really changing the game in the architectural and the technology space as well. Why do you think it's so important to be innovative and embrace technology? And I guess, has it been challenging to be so groundbreaking in the work that you're doing? Um, well, technology is definitely changing the way that we live through all aspects of our lives um, and often without us even realising. Um, some industries are further ahead than others in terms of embracing technology and the business, the building industry has definitely been a slow adopter. It's a very fragmented industry. It runs on the traditional word of mouth and it's basically inefficient and outdated. Um, so definitely needing an overhaul um, and it's definitely been challenging for Archipro to change the way that companies in an industry um, in this industry are because they're just so set in their ways in the way that they think and they act um, homeowners on the other hand are willing to adopt change and embrace technology in order to improve their building journey but it's the challenge of getting the companies on board with it so it's a slow but definitely a rewarding challenge it's amazing and I understand you're also a mum to your young family. Um, on top of building this incredibly successful business uh, and now running it as well, um, so what are your other, your top tips for other ambitious young women listening who feel like maybe they're juggling both a career and family commitments, or maybe they're starting their own business around a similar timing to all that happening too? 
Yeah, we've got three kids now, um, nine, seven and three. Um, so getting the balance right between childcare and work is really important for everyone in the family. The kids have to be happy, otherwise it just makes everything so much harder. Um, we've always been pro-socialising the kids from a young age, so they've always gone to kindy and we had different au pairs across about four years until COVID hit last year. Um, now we've got a nanny to support with school drop-offs and our after-school activities so that I can get proper full-time focus while at work and then full-time focus while at home. Um, I've been really good at being able to compartmentalise my focus. So if I'm at home, I'm focused on the kids and home life. It's really important for the kids, but also really important for your own brain. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. And I think it's awesome to hear about that because it's something that so many women either like are dealing with now or at some point if they want to have kids are going to have to deal with. Um, and I guess it's just changing those traditional models of how we've always thought it can be done. And I always just love seeing women who are actually doing both and saying, actually, you can make it work, can't you? Yeah, definitely. You can You can definitely make both work and be both, uh, you know, everyone happy with the kind of situation as well. So great. And you also run Akipro with your partner. So do you want to tell us what it's like running a business with your other half? Um, yeah, a lot of people have that question and declare that they'd never be able to do it themselves. Um, <laughs> but Malod and I are actually a really great team. We complement each other really well. And we've got a similar way of thinking and work ethic, which I think is really important. And we both really um, are hard workers and share similar values. Um, but that's not to say that we always agree with each other. I'm very practical and functional, and he's very design and form driven. Um, but being able to challenge each other is actually so important for the business to ensure that we're considering all options when making decisions. Um, but we just need to get better at not taking our com work combos home too often. <laughs> yeah, I could imagine that would be hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One other question I had is just. Was it difficult for you? You, you know, you sort of did sort of mention um, that you guys took the leap and you left your jobs in 2013 and started the business. Um, was was that a really difficult decision to make? Like, was it scary or did it just feel like it was the right thing to do at that time? It felt like no time's a good time. Um, and so we were young. We didn't really have that much to lose at that point in time. We had, well, one child, one on the way, um, and a house with a mortgage, obviously. But, um, yeah no time's a good time and we just thought hey middle of a renovation toddler baby on the way let's quit our jobs it's amazing I guess the risk paid off because now you know it's such a successful company and I guess sometimes people just probably have to be confident in taking that risk don't they yeah I think so you've got a if you've got a good idea you really have to back yourself and just go all in what, so what's it like being a leading woman in the technology space? Has there been any challenges specifically that you've had to overcome? Um, I've definitely had to learn a lot over the past eight years and I'm still learning every day. Um, I knew nothing about how websites are built or coding languages, etc. And, and then the capital raising process has been so amazing to go through too. It's a different world than many may know um, and it's so interesting and I'm really grateful to be on this constant learning journey. Do you have many like mentors or people that you look up to in the tech space as other women? You know, I know we've spoken to a few guests before and um, there's so many amazing women really leading the way in that tech space, but I think there's also so much work that could be done there too. I think there's definitely work there. I don't have anyone kind of specific, but I um, the 
the young women in business or even the business leaders um, being women, I really definitely see a shift um, over time in that. And we are, we actually have potentially, if I do a count up, more women leaders in our business than we do um, male. But that's not because it's been, um, you know, a goal for us. It's just literally evolved into that. It is what it is. And um, there's no reason why it shouldn't be that way. And what would your advice be to other young women listening who have got an ambitious business plan or an idea for new ways of doing things? I guess what would be um, a piece of advice that you wish you got told as you have been building Acapro? Um, I think if you've got a great idea, choose wisely who you go to to soundboard your idea. There's a lot of risk-averse people out there, and if you happen to speak to the wrong people, you could get completely put off and not end up doing it. So seek someone with experience in building a business and who's comfortable in taking risks. Um, What I think we did um, well is go all in. We ensured that we'd set our family up in case things didn't go our way so that we didn't lose everything we'd worked so hard to build. But what we never actually thought about along the way was giving up. It just didn't cross our minds. It was like we're on this mission, a boat that we just couldn't get off, and we just had to make it work. Um, And I think that determination is critical to success. So don't let doubts and naysayers get in your way, but do set yourself up from the start just in case. That's fantastic, Brittany. That's such good advice. And like I said, it's just so inspiring to see you um, leading the way and uh, awesome to hear about the story that, you know, you, you guys have literally built this business from the ground up um, and you're making such a difference and, you know, really, really being innovative in that tech space as well. Um, so it's, it's really inspiring. And I know so many other young women listening will be so interested in your story and what you guys have achieved. So if people listening would like to hear a little bit more about um, the work that you do or, like, you know, go on your website, where's the best place they could find more about you, um, but also about Pro. I'm a recent LinkedIn joiner. <laughs> so... <laughs> So I am finally on there. I've never really had the need or desire to be part of the LinkedIn community. But um, we've just started building out our LinkedIn life tab, which is actually really kind of critical for us for hiring at the moment because hiring is so tricky. Um, So if someone wanted to jump on our Archipro LinkedIn page, you can see all the roles we've got available. There's probably over 30 roles available at the moment. Hiring is kind of a top priority for us um, as we're in this rapid growth mode. Um, So check in our LinkedIn Life tab. um, And I'm, yeah, I'm now on there, so I can (laughs) happy to receive messages too. Thank you so much, Brittany, for taking the time to join us on the Young Woman Podcast. I know I found it so inspiring to hear about the story behind you starting Archipro. It certainly sounds like there were some big risks that you and your family took in starting it up in the early days, which have certainly paid off now. It's also so great to see you as a leading woman in the architectural and technology space and as a COO of Archipro, leading your over 100 employees now. It's really great to see and I know a lot of the other young women listening will be inspired by your story. 
If people would like to connect with Brittany some more, I will put her contacts in the show notes. And I'm really excited to bring you this series of podcast episodes in collaboration with Ice House Ventures. We've got a fantastic range of brave and innovative female founders and investors lined up who we will be speaking to, to share and highlight their stories, to inspire other young women to be brave and take risks and be confident in themselves and their abilities. If you'd like to follow along with the Young Woman podcast and keep up to date with our latest episodes, then make sure you follow us along on LinkedIn and also on Instagram. 